Hello and welcome to The Paul Pod, the politics podcast made by students for students. In this week's episode, I'm joined by some more year 13s where we are talking all about PMQs, okay, something very topical at the moment, talking about how effective or ineffective PMQs are and then the current situation with Boris Johnson, the current Prime Minister, and the different challenges he's faced in PMQs um, and also just from his backbenchers and cabinet members. So yeah, this week we are joined by two more Year 13 students. Uh, you guys introduce yourselves and tell us yeah, your name and what subject you guys do. I'm Megan, I do English, History and Politics. And I'm Leila and I do the same one. Great, English, History and Politics too, mm-hmm. very good. So great to have you guys on this week to talk about this week's topic, which is PMQs. So yeah, this week's topic, PMQs, Prime Minister's Questions. Um, well, first of all, we'll just talk about like what is PMQs. Megan, do you want to tell us a bit about what PMQs are? So PMQs is when the rest of the MPs get to question the government on a Wednesday from 12 to half 12. And the leader of the opposition gets six questions and then you can have supplementary questions. And it's basically like their opportunity to scrutinise them and ask what they want. Yeah. Yeah, so it lasts half an hour, which isn't very long. Like, it doesn't seem very long, mm-hmm. but I'm sure if you're the Prime Minister, it's long enough. It's <laughs> a while. Yeah, like we watched that video the other day and David Cameron, what did he say? He was like, it's the most dreaded half an hour of his whole week. Yeah, I think I'd feel the same. Yeah, because even though you know some of the questions that are going to come up, you don't know the like, follow-up ones yeah. and stuff. And then the reaction to what you say and everything. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the supplementary questions are probably the best part of it, though, because it does yeah. give the the element of surprise almost yeah you can ask a really broad question to start with mm. and then like get your supplementary question get in. get your job in yeah get your job in and you see him sweating a bit the prime minister and um, so yeah i suppose we'll just talk a bit about are they is it an effective or ineffective way that the government or the opposition can hold the government to account what do you guys think just straight off the bat no no probably no. not just because of like everyone's attitude and like their behavior when they're there Mm -hmm. and if you're not like if you're not really interested in politics and you only see that in the news then you're just kind of you're going to think that your government's a complete joke because they do make themselves sometimes look really like boisterous and rowdy and just really unprofessional yeah what did we read we read in class the other day about how the media makes it more like what's it called like when they go head to head like a face-off? Yeah, it's more like a face-off, kind of yeah. yeah. Like, it was described not. as a pit, and it's very, like... It's not always like that. And then a lot of, like... Like, I think the public as well just thought that nothing was getting done because everyone was just shouting. Mm-hmm. It's like win or lose, pretty much. When you, It should be more like finding compromise, finding solutions, giving examples, finding information. Yeah. When yeah. it's just which party or which either government or opposition can win or, like, get the best job. Or, like, you know? point scoring. Like, it's it seems to be less about getting a solution to the problem or getting an answer to the question rather than like humiliating the other side because that's what it seems because they want to get the most media coverage for the other side's faults Mm -hmm. so it seems to be more about that than actually like getting an answer and a solution to your question Mm -hmm. which in some ways it's been good for the likes of this week but like with the prime minister's scandal and everything because it does bring to light for the public the things that the government's doing wrong so that that can be they can hold them account in their next election, the mm-hmm. votes and everything, but at the same time, 
it just isn't very yeah civilized like, yeah no. definitely not civilized <laughs> that wouldn't be an adjective no, it should be especially if you did it in any other line of work if you shouted at people yeah it would not be taken well yeah like you were saying megan about the if people just watched it you think your government's or your parliament's kind of a, a shambles and it was like an opinion poll and it said that just 12 percent said from watching pmqs that it made them proud of their parliament so that's very low <laughs> for the people that you elect in for only 12 percent to say that you're proud of them is not very good in the way that they handle themselves in pmqs like it's crazy we've watched like loads of clips and stuff like that on youtube and stuff in class mm-hmm. um and yeah it's kind of unbelievable i feel like we're used to it when we're watching it we're like oh yeah that's just what happens on a wednesday from 12 yeah. to half 12 but yeah. i always wonder like what the other countries think when they're watching this that american president said that it was a pit and they would and that he would hate to have to To like go into it and be involved in it but it is like Mm. when you see it you just think it's so like uncivilized and rowdy Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and put people off politics i think you know why would you want to get involved in something that's that contra like you know adversarial you know and obviously it's supposed to be like that in in a way because it's it's two different ideologies coming together, like clashing. So obviously you're going to get disagreements, mm-hmm. but it's in a way you kind of speak those. I don't think it's the most effective way on mm-hmm. a Wednesday to do that. Um, you said about the media as well, how they portray it as kind of like two sides facing off. And like often when you see it in the news, especially this week, nobody is talking about the actual pieces of legislation that is being discussed or like the actual arguments that are being mm-hmm. raised. Everyone's just talking about like, how they're being raised you know and the cheers and the jeers from one side and the other so i think it kind of takes away i think the media has a role in that as well of taking away fundamentally what it's supposed to be about like scrutiny of a specific aspect of government um yeah it overshadows like the real issues that are being raised yeah. as well and yeah. then if that's like if that's the only bit of politics that you watch you see then you still don't really know what's going on because yeah. all you're seeing is people shouting at each other and you don't really know what they're shouting about yeah, and which very often is the only thing that people see yeah. on the news. It's kind of just the wee snippets of, of the PMQs. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, well, we've said a lot about being ineffective. Can we think of any positives <laughs> of PMQs? Um, I read in, the, in a poll that 50% of the population have seen PMQs, mm-hmm. which I thought was quite good. You know, like 50% of the UK to have seen something to do with politics is better than is better than nothing. I'm sure it's a lot better than other countries. Yeah, because if like other countries don't have it, but then, like it is even if it is ready, it is a really good opportunity to get to ask a question, even if it could be like lost in like shouting. Like I don't know any other countries that have like that kind of weekly opportunity with like a leader to ask what really needs to be asked. Yeah. It's probably also really good for MPs as well, not just in like the whole get a, giving them a chance to ask questions things, especially because it's covered in the media and so many people watch it. It gives their constituencies like a chance to see what they're doing. You mm-hmm. know, if they're like, you know, when they bob or if they ask a question, is the question relevant to the constituency? Yeah. It's good for them as well in that way. Yeah, it gives constituencies maybe confidence in their MP that mm-hmm. they're actually trying to, yeah. to put forward things. Um, yeah, maybe not often asked. I suppose yeah. they're trying sometimes. Definitely. But yeah, that idea of like impacting like legislation or whatever that your constituency might have concern for or use an MP is a good way that it's effective. I read that 
Labour MP Paul Goggins put um, Dick David Cameron on the spot during PMQs um, over like the impact of his um, proposal to remove the Child Trust Fund um, on children in care. And this was during Prime Minister's questions, okay? And uh, Cameron, rather than kind of just dis- to dismiss it or kind of turn it around that, no, it's actually a good thing, he actually took it on board um, and went away and considered it and looked at it. And then ultimately it led to a new uh, like legislation being passed to make a junior ISA for those kids and like five million pounds or something of funding was put towards that kind of uh, like act. So it is good in a way that it can mm-hmm. actually impact in that, but I'm not sure the statistics are too much of that yeah, happening. <laughs> I know. It's good for like, because it, uh, it's not just about the public listening to what's happening, it's about the politicians. And if politicians mm-hmm. are actually listening and taking on what's happening, then it is effective because you know they're going to try and solve the problems and it is a good opportunity because they can kind of grasp what the opposition thinks of them and then they can say oh we want to solve this because we don't want to look bad because of this yeah but we don't want to be seen to dismiss it and yeah yeah so they like if they don't want to look dismissive then they are going to want to solve what has been brought up Mm -hmm. by them yeah and the fact that it's the opposition asking like they're trying to portray themselves as an alternative government and waiting. So like PMQs is a good opportunity for them to be like, okay, well, you have this stance and like you're going to do this, but look what we could do. Or like, why don't you do it this way? So then for the public watching, they're like, here, that's actually quite good points that they're making. So it would make people think as well about how they're going to vote and mm-hmm. what kind of, you know, leniencies they have towards a certain party. Um, yeah, well... It's got us talking anyway about PMQs this week. Um, I suppose one that's one good thing about PMQs is that it gets people talking about politics, and certainly this week, that has been the case. Um, so on yeah. Wednesday, um, Boris Johnson in the chamber, fully packed, wasn't it? It was like packed to the gills. Pit. Yeah. Yeah. It really was the pit. Yeah, it actually was the pit. It was yeah. like a ball pit, and like all the and MPs were the yeah. plastic balls that you get in a ball pit. They were that crammed in. Um, and basically everyone was watching it um, and it was all about you know the parties and stuff that um, the Downing Street supposedly held and whether he was at them and whether he knew it was a party all that kind of stuff so everybody's waiting to see what he was going to say because this is a really big moment I think for the Conservative government mm-hmm. it's kind of been little things like chipping away since like winter time but now I think it's really came to a head especially like well today's another two parties so yeah that's just happened today so no doubt that'll come up next week's pmqs um about that but everyone was waiting to see what boris was going to say and actually it was so like anticipated that like programs switched over to pmqs to like watch them you know this morning with like philip schofield and whatever um they stopped their program at 12 o'clock and was like we're going to tune into the house of commons which i was like that's crazy, isn't it? That doesn't really happen. No. Like, at all. like, also, like, the kind of people that would watch this morning instead of watching yeah. someone else, like, they're still going to get... But I don't think that there's anyone that hasn't heard about what he's done because, yeah. like, even if you don't watch, like, the news and you're still going to see it on, like, social media mm-hmm. or, like, in the shops, you're going to hear people talking about it. Like, everyone knows and everyone kind of has an opinion on it, which I think is good. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, it really gets people talking about politics. I think that's been kind of the way of the past, like... I don't know, I'd say like five years. Yeah. Kind of like since Brexit mm-hmm. or like Donald Trump in America, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of got people like interested in 
this politics and they've seen it as not really a boring thing anymore yeah i think once politics came more to social media than just yeah. the tv like that's what trump did as much as it was like a bad thing obviously him yeah. on his twitter account but like as much as it was brought to social media it even brings a younger audience as well because yeah, i know i see I, most of my politics on social I media i see a lot of it there yeah and, and like you do see like when you're scrolling through your feed and you do see like i have seen clips of the pmqs yesterday yeah like and it's yeah. so like a lot of our class i think would probably see it and think oh no i'm interested in that and then younger years in the school are going to want to go into politics because they see things mm-hmm. but i think it's yeah. good if people yeah. like if people hear about it and have an opinion i know because my Definitely. friends are not interested in politics like most of them aren't but then they'll see it and then they'll come and ask you like what do you think of this and like yeah. even in like the lunch circles i've been noticing everyone's been talking about it like in the six yeah. center everyone's asking like oh is he going to resign is he not going to resign mm-hmm. yeah i mean even junior school classes are talking about it like i i heard junior school class earlier on like while they were waiting to go into the room um like they were like talking about boris and stuff and oh. it's, it's good to see you know that everyone's talking about it and everyone can have an opinion mm-hmm. um and definitely yeah politics is becoming a lot more popular as you said with the media prep like mm-hmm. presence um i think that's really good so yeah boris is in a bit of a sticky situation but he has been before and he has yeah. survived he's still here yeah what do we think is going to happen so what could happen then to the vote of no confidence yeah Okay, so basically where um, MPs, like backbenchers, would group together and write letters um, saying that they have no confidence. I think uh, three so far have publicly done that, have publicly mm-hmm. came out and said that they've written these letters, but then there's a lot more. That could have. That Yeah, could have and might have, and like it's but speculated. Don't say. Yeah, that yeah. they want to come out publicly, so who knows? Um, who knows? But uh, are his cabinet supporting him at the minute? Is it all but one? Yeah. yeah, most of them are, but then the other night when they were all making like statements about it, some of them are really, really late to do so. I think it was Rishi Sunak or something, didn't come out until about half eight. Mm-hmm. So I think they are supporting him, but it's reluctant. It's very hesitant. And yeah. I think that they maybe feel that they'd be better under another leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like tarnished the party now, and I don't yeah. know if the it'll ever regain yeah. that you know people don't have like confidence in it anymore and they also don't really want they, they don't want to follow the rules because if the people that are making the rules aren't following them it's like a practice what you preach yeah kind of attitude and people don't want to not see their relatives or not do things if the people that said it was so important if they're not doing aren't it doing them. Even yeah if they are even if it is the law mm-hmm. people don't want to follow it if if the government won't themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's like the people we put our trust in have betrayed the trust, so... Yeah, like countless we? times. <laughs> yeah. No, um, so the idea of collective responsibility, like the cabinet, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Yes, like they're saying they support him, some of them more than others, and then you can tell in some of their statements and yeah. some of their TV appearances that, mm, I don't know if you really do fully mm-hmm. support um, the government, but I suppose you can't come out and say anything against them um, that hard line, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what'll happen. I don't know what'll happen yeah. in the government. I think it's a, it's not a case of like should he because I think that answer think is I'm yes. It's just yeah. will he? Yeah. If yes. He, if he'll want to cling on, and but maybe like if he clings on, it'll drag the party down with him. But maybe if he mm-hmm. moves, there's the opportunity for the party to regain some of the trust. Yeah, that's so true. So like, I think a statistic just came out earlier on, and they said that Labour support has went up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what the percent was, but it's went up a lot. Yeah. Um, so I suppose as, as a Conservative MP, you have to think, okay, yeah, your loyalties are to your party and to your Prime Minister. But 
there are also to like your conservative party you know what i mean yeah. and if you're looking at those statistics and seeing that labor's going up maybe it's time for you to stand in and be like here we need a new leader we need to just yeah. start a clean slate regain the public's trust in some way i think the only way to do that is to get them all out yeah i don't know yeah yeah but if it comes out that he's misled parliament which it has before it happened last year over mm-hmm. covid reports and if you mislead parliament you probably should resign and that's usually what happens and I don't I think if it comes out that he's done it again mm-hmm. then I think he'll he should be backed into a corner and he should be forced to but I think it's um it's the timing of some of the parties that are really hurting people like the one in the one that just came out of May 2020 and they're sitting in a garden that's a few weeks after he thanked the NHS for saving his life mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like turn around and He's thrown it back in their face. Yeah. Um, and they did save his life and, and stuff like that. And then the one the night before Prince Philip's funeral, and they, like Downing Street, apologised for that, but um, he hasn't ever said, oh, I'm sorry. He said, we are, or mm-hmm. Downing Street, or my government is. Yeah. So it's like, I think a lot of people don't think that he's taking a lot of personal responsibility, even though he's head of the party. He's yeah. kind of saying, well, we were all there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't at all of them, but he was at some of them, and he must have known. In, yeah, it's his house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But would it be like better or worse for him if he took sole responsibility? Because then at least it's like you know he is taking responsibility, yeah. accountability for his actions. But then by mm-hmm. saying like I'm sorry, he like takes full. You know he was there. You know it's proof that he disobeyed the laws. I don't think he can take full responsibility. Obviously, if there were other ones there, but I think. Knew Allegra Stratton had to resign, and she, I think she should have resigned. Um, but that What's was the difference of, with him then. Yeah, you know? he was he there as well. Him. And um, if he doesn't, you know, fully deny that they all happened, but he's saying that no rules are broken, those can't <laughs> be the same thing. Because yeah. the rules were you can't have a party. Yeah, um, it was. It was at that time. It was like one. Was it meet one it person was, outdoors or three or something? Like person outdoors. It wasn't uh, even you couldn't like, sit on a park bench or something. Yeah, that was it. Walk. It couldn't even be in your own garden. It had to be like publicly no. so yeah. you could see. And then um, obviously there's people that would literally just go and see their mum in their back garden and then they'd mm. get caught by the police. Like we yeah, got, and they get fined for it. Yeah. yeah. I seen people were, were saying, like, petitioning to get their money back that was yeah. taken from them. Yeah. We were talking about I think that, that would yeah. be a good form of apology even maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think as well, yeah, Boris resigning, but, like, what do you think about everybody at the parties? All the yeah. MPs, actually, that were there? Yeah, because I think that, obviously, everyone's focus is on Boris because he is, yeah. like, he's, he's the Prime fan. Minister and he is the most high-ranking out of all of them. But mm-hmm. if you're there and you're representing a constituency and people in that constituency are nurses or doctors or frontline workers where they're really vulnerable and they didn't see the, their family for ages and you were at a party, it's kind yeah. of like turning around and like throwing all all the rules back in their face literally yeah like they're obviously gonna feel really betrayed and they're gonna feel like they don't really have a voice Mm -hmm, in politics if someone was just at a party or at a quiz or having cheese and wine and saying it was a business meeting because it obviously wasn't yeah and even if they were talking business they shouldn't have been doing that anyway like with 30 people in a garden having alcohol uh, like oh i don't know they said that apparently they bring the alcohol in the wee suitcase yeah, that's the one, and someone got sent out to do that the night before Prince Philip's funeral, and then there's a photo of the Queen with oh, that's yeah. on every headline, and then I think people sing his 
that a lot of people can re- like relate to that photo yeah definitely and like yeah. her being on her own mm-hmm. when so many people weren't on their own and they were just having fun yeah um and especially because yeah just nhs workers and then there was a labor mp actually and she was um she was a doctor during the pandemic and she was saying that she had to watch all these people say goodbye to their family members on like facetime or something something, yeah Mm -hmm. and then and then she hears about this and she says it's mortifying and it's so and the government like should be really embarrassed of themselves and i think they should be yeah i mean i think if you were at any of them parties um, resign. You should feel it surely that you should resign. But mm-hmm. it's it's funny how like it's twenty twenty two now. It's like those people know that they were there. Yeah. They know they broke the rules two years ago almost. Yeah. So yeah, during the toughest like restrictions as well. Like that was when that everyone was, like, was actually lockdown. following the rules. Yeah, because I knew like as it went along, like some of the restrictions last year, people were kind of like yeah. maybe twisting them or whatever. But I think definitely in May twenty twenty. People were really like people were properly following because it was new. It was like scared. okay, yeah, this is actually no a pandemic. Vaccine or anything? So yeah, exactly. The NHS was still under like way more pressure than so it's much under pressure. now. Yeah. Um, and I think to do that was just like he basically just made a complete like joke out of them. Yeah. And, like stabbed them in the back completely after saying that he wanted to protect them for months, mm-hmm. and he just didn't do that. Yeah. And it was really disappointing. Yeah. It's not a good time for him anyway. No. Wouldn't no. like to be Boris at the moment. No. <laughs> you probably should resign. Uh, yeah, I just crawl into a wee hole and never yeah. come out again. Yeah, yeah. Boris. Literally. Go on, I'm a celeb like his dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could become a but celebrity. Yeah. He could resign, or I suppose, yeah, step down as Prime Minister, but still, you know, yeah, being an MP. He doesn't have to step down from an MP. Like mm-hmm. Theresa May. Or yeah, like Theresa May. Any um, dignity left. Yeah, I mean, it's like a power thing. We had a talk yesterday, and someone said, "Well, politics is about power," and he's like really trying to hold on to his power. But um, yeah, I don't know how much longer he'll be able to do that if no one has any respect for him yeah, exactly. or respects the laws that he's putting in place. Mm-hmm. Definitely, guys. Well, thanks very much. That was a great discussion. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thanks for coming on. And yeah, good points. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Paul Pod, the politics podcast. Big thanks again to Leila and Megan for joining me this week as we discuss PMQs, their effectiveness, ineffectiveness, what are they, when are they, and the current situation with Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at polpod underscore bhs for all the information coming out each week on each podcast episode. But for now, that's all and I'll see you again next week where I'm joined by some more year 13 students where we discuss another political issue. See you then. Thanks very much.